When I lived in Hawaii, King Kamehameha I was one of the most respected and admired figures in its history. He shares a birth story similar to Jesus in that he was almost put to death as an infant because it was prophesied that he would be a great leader. King Kamehameha I ruled during a time of great cultural change. He was a fierce warrior and a revered ruler. However, during King Kamehameha's time, there also lived a man named Kapi. Kapi was a kahuna, or a wise man, who was a part of King Kamehameha's council. Kapi was a prophet, someone who was respected for his visions and insights, someone who was thought of as one of the most gifted prophets of his time. Yet earlier in his life, before Kamehameha I had become king, Kapi had went before him and all the chiefs of the big island to prophesize that the Kapu system, the system of laws and traditions that had governed their lifestyle, gender roles, politics, and religion for hundreds of years would soon be coming to an end. And that one day soon, all the islands, which were each led by a different king, would be united under one reign. It was recorded that Kapi had said something to them like, the lands shall be united. What is heavens shall descend. What is earth's shall ascend. Wakea, the sky god, shall ascend above. Malu, the god of the dead, shall descend below. God shall converse and live with humankind. When Kamehameha, the chiefs, and all those who were present that day listened to the prophecy spoken by Kapi, they were shocked by what they heard. They called him foolish and crazy. William Ellis who was an early British missionary and wrote extensively about his travels to Hawaii, had even branded Kapi as a false prophet in his journals. However, those gathered that day who thought Kapi was crazy, never thought the predictions he would prophesize would come true, but they did. King Kamehameha became the first ruler of all the islands, a feat no one thought was possible. And under his reign, the Kapu system ended, which resulted in significant changes to Hawaiian culture and society that are still seen to this day. And when I hear that story, it makes me wonder if Kapi was a modern-day prophet, and no one just seemed to take notice. A prophet who was speaking truth to power, 
saying things that were countercultural, naming what was beginning to happen in the world and foreseeing a future that was going to eventually unfold. We now know that Capi was a modern-day prophet, someone who was speaking on behalf of the gods, yet no one seemed to take notice until his prophecies started to materialize. Capi wasn't and hasn't been the first person in history to try to speak on behalf of their higher power and be labeled as crazy. And his story makes me wonder, just like we wondered in the scripture, how can we tell a true prophet from a false prophet? The truth is, our world today is full of so-called prophets. It can be hard at times to discern whose words bear the authority of God, which messages are true and which are false. Is Greta Thunberg, the 21-year-old who's challenging the world to take immediate action to stop climate change, a prophet? She's prophesizing that if changes aren't made right now, our time on Earth is numbered. Was Pat Robinson, the televangelist and former Southern Baptist minister who recently passed, a prophet? He told viewers for years on his TV show that he speaks for God. And he made several predictions, most of which did not come true. Thank God. <laughs> but a few did. And what about people like Tanisi Coates, Pope Francis, the Dalai Lama, or Joe Olstein? Are they speaking for God? Well, in ancient biblical times, Prophets were thought of as people who were uniquely called by God to deliver some message on behalf of God to the Israelite people. They were usually of lower class, so they knew the pains and struggles of people. They had a commitment to law, justice, love, and ideals that strengthened communities. Their prophecies were sometimes predictions about the future or harsh criticisms of the present. Their prophecies took the form of warnings and even threats in times of crisis. Because their prophecies made people uncomfortable, they were often disregarded, ignored, and treated with hostility. When they spoke, their voice was usually not a popular one. And since real prophets had the ability to push people in uncomfortable ways, false prophets were a constant problem. Instead of delivering messages on behalf of God, false prophets would speak to people about their own dreams and opinions. False prophets would compromise, telling people what they wanted to hear, instead of what they needed to hear. They would seduce people with more agreeable and less demanding prophecies and prey on the fears of people 
so they could exploit them. Their words and actions were usually far removed from anything God would say or want them to do. So the Israelite people wanted to know, how can you tell a true prophet from a false prophet? This is the question that was being asked of Moses in our scripture for today. The reality the Israelite people were facing was one day, Moses wasn't going to be there. He had been their prophet, the one who had been speaking for God as they were liberated from Egypt, as they wandered through the wilderness and had made it to the promised land. He had been the one receiving and delivering God's word, and the people wanted to know what was going to happen when he was no longer there. Who was going to continue to receive and deliver God's messages to them? Yet Moses assured them there would be a future prophet, and the people would be able to tell if they were a true prophet, because they would be just like him. So what is a true prophet? And how do we distinguish them from a false prophet? Well, if we're using the life of Moses as a model, a true prophet is someone who does not initially seek to be a prophet. They're someone who's usually resisted God's call, but due to forces beyond their own control, they can no longer remain silent. There's someone who's not detached from people, but someone who understands their needs, grieves with them, and is willing to respond with action. True prophets are deeply concerned about issues of injustice and are willing to guide people through difficult and uncharted territory when the time calls for it. They have a vision of life the kind of life we deserve, and what that life looks like when we're in real community with other people. And a true prophet does not lead people astray, but seeks to bring them back to God. They speak God's word and not their own. Their messages offer guidance, encouragement, and hope, especially in times of difficulty. And their words can also be demanding and discomforting. True prophets will not tell you what you want to hear, but they'll tell you what you need to hear. And their words will always be matched by their deeds. They'll do what they say, and they'll say what they mean. They have an abiding trust God is working for the good of all things, even when that future seems uncertain. And maybe the most distinguishing feature of a true prophet is that what they have to say will always stand the test of time. As I look out into the world today, I personally think we do have some modern day prophets living among us. People who are speaking on behalf of God and maybe they don't even realize it, and they might even not call themselves a prophet, but they're sure saying things I think God would say. 
things that are not just loving, but things that do make people uncomfortable. They're saying things that point not only to a more just world, but are asking us to make some changes and to live differently. They're saying things that are not only directing us to God's kingdom here on earth, but are pointing to an alternative reality than the one we're currently inhabiting. Maybe as I've spoken, you've already thought of a couple, but I'll name a few that are on my list. I think Bishop William Barber II is a modern day prophet in our world. Following in the footsteps of Martin Luther King Jr., who was a prophet of his own time, William Barber II continues to be a leading voice in the struggle of rights for African-Americans, the poor, and other marginalized peoples. I think people like Cornell West, Shane Claiborne, Bishop Michael Curry, Richard Rohr, Rahel Tesfamarian, and Eckhart Tolle are some of the modern-day prophets living among us today, pushing us to imagine a very different world, one where peace, justice, and love rule. And yes, I do think Greta Thunberg is a modern-day prophet, too, as she seeks to raise our awareness to prevent the destruction of the world. And maybe none of these people would show up on your list, and that's okay. But I'd ask, who is speaking to you? Who is making you uncomfortable and challenging your worldviews? Who is helping you to imagine a different kind of world, one where there is love for all, real equity, liberation, and justice? Whose words ring true to you when you hear them? Because human lives and dignity are at stake, and they have no other choice but to say them. Whoever those voices are, that's who I'd be listening to. We need to listen to those voices because they are the ones moving us to action. They're the ones that should be moving us to create God's kingdom and that reality here on earth. Some people say in the scripture that Moses didn't identify who this prophet would be because not only will there always be someone who is seeking to speak on behalf of God, but there will always be people whom God is speaking to. And I believe that to be true. And not only do I believe it to be true, but I would ask, could it be that God is speaking to you? Could it be that you too are a bearer and a speaker of God's own word? A modern day prophet who can't stay silent any longer because God's people in this world needs you. 
someone that on this very day could direct people toward God's future. If that's you, just know you don't have to predict some great prophecy. All you have to do is choose to live into it. All you must do is choose to live into this world as God would have it be. That, in and of itself, is a prophetic thing. And as you do, may you never cease to feel that the grace and love of God is with you. Amen.